I lost a lot of friends and I, and I do want people to know that too, that that will happen, you know, as you get stronger and you grow in your own power and you grow in your own beliefs and you are willing to stand up for what you believe in, sometimes people will drop off. And I think I was surprised by that. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges their own. And today we're talking to author and feng shui expert and spiritual intuitive, Alexandra Brady. Do you feel like you have intuitive gifts, but you stay too busy to even notice half the time? Are you ready to unleash your spiritual gifts and live in your power? You're about to find out how to get rid of those negative patterns that you might not even be aware of, as well as a lot of other really cool ways to tap into your inner beauty. You get to unleash your coolest, most empowered self after learning how your own home may be holding you back. Get ready for a super cool episode brought to you by Magic Mind. Magic Mind's the world's first productivity drink, and they're sponsoring this episode right now. I've been drinking Magic Mind for every single morning, and it comes in these really easy little bottles. You don't have to mix anything. You don't have to run to the store to go get them. They send it to you. It's super easy, and I love easy. I'm super focused all day. I'm productive. I feel more creative. And when I first started drinking these, I thought it was a placebo effect because I was so focused. And then I was like, who cares if it's a placebo effect because it's working. But now I know that it's not placebo effect. It really does work. It's a brain and memory booster. And I am seriously more focused, which I love. It's got nootropics, matcha, these apogens. All the ingredients are natural. You don't have to worry about that. And so, yeah, Magic Mind sponsoring this podcast. There's a link in the show notes underneath in the description. If you go to magicmind.co, not.com, magicmind.co backslash Hope Lauren, you get 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code Hope Lauren. It's really good. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Alejandra. Sorry about that. It's Alejandra. Okay, okay. Which is Alexandra in Spanish. So you got it right either way. <laughs> okay, great. And I love that you're a certified crystal healer. At least, uh, I love crystals. I have them all over. So we'll get to that. All right. And I just said to you right before we started recording, your website <laughs> made me so happy. And I can't say that about everyone's, but yours just, I don't even know exactly why. It just made me happy. So it's through your own hardships that you came into this aha moment. And mm -hmm. I love hearing about that stuff because that's, <laughs> it's how we get broken open in our hardest right. times that we look back and go, Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how I got here. So can you talk about that? Because, and, and your book and all of that, your book title. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate that you reached out and I'm very excited because I am a listener. So it was really exciting to get the email and ask me to be on your podcast. So yeah, I, I love was, it. It's That was a first. I, I loved your response. You're like, I love that. I love your podcast. So go ahead. Well, good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So yes, I started my spiritual journey and I think this is what I really want everyone to take home with them more than anything else at 50. So it doesn't have to happen when you're really young and you're never too old. 
to pivot and to go a different direction in life and then to have life take you where, where you're meant to be. Right. So, so the, what happened to me was I've been an interior designer for almost 20 years at this point in time. So like any of us who've been doing what we do for a long time, we can do things kind of in our sleep by this point, you know, I can go into a room and make it beautiful and, and, you know, make it all those things that everybody wants aesthetically, but I was finding that wasn't enough for me anymore. And I wasn't feeling fulfilled from my projects and my clients. And I wasn't attracting the kind of clients, not all of them. I don't want to, you know, blanket all my clients by saying that, but for the most part, I wasn't attracting maybe the clients that I really kind of wanted to draw. I just knew that there was something off. And then out of nowhere, I went to my doctor because when I was 47, I had a hysterectomy and a bladder surgery that went horribly wrong. And I had to catheterize myself for six months until they were able to fix it. Three months after that, I got told I had to go in for lower lumbar fusion. So my lower back got fused. So after recovering from all that, here I was turning 50. I was excited. We're going on a trip. I started having all these pains in my shoulder and I went to my surgeon and I just said, what's going on? Could it be, you know, from the lower back? And they did MRIs and all that. And he goes, um, not going to tell you have to do it today, but I'm going to tell you, you need to go home, talk to your husband, get a game plan in the next few weeks. You need cervical fusion. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, from where? I'd had scoliosis as a child. So I wore a, low, a back brace. So I knew the lower lumbar fusion at some point in my life was going to happen, but there was never an issue with my neck. You know, and if you think about it, your neck is your voice, you know, and chakra. Yes. Well, and then think about my lower lumbar, my root. So my root is fused and my neck is fused. So my throat and my root are fused shut, you know, all combined. Um, Okay. For anybody. And I think most people are just listening. You have mm -hmm. to know how beautiful Alejandra is. She's stuck. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. You're so sweet. Thank you. Right back at you. So that caught me very, very much by surprise. And I was in the middle of working with one of my favorite clients at that point. And she was the one that had slowly started introducing me to little things. And, you know, we were shopping for her house one day and she's like, why aren't you walking into that room? I'm like, I don't know. It feels weird. And she goes, is it male or female energy? And I go, what are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) I go, there's nobody in there. I don't know what you're talking about. She goes, just tell me, tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And I go, I don't know, male. She goes, yep, it's that obelisk right there. You don't want to go in because that's not giving you good energy. And I'm like, okay, you know, but that triggered something in the back of my mind. And as we got into the car to continue shopping, I started asking questions and she started telling me about crystals. And then she started saying, you know, if you're open to it, I'd love for you to design some more with crystals throughout my home. I'm like, okay, I don't know that much about them. So let me look into it. And then one day she called me and she goes, I'm hiring a feng shui consultant. And she's going to come to my house. She said she won't charge us if she goes and does your consultation too. Like she won't charge us travel. So she, I said, sure, whatever. She came to my house and I was getting ready for surgery. And I'm like, let's just concentrate on our bedroom because I want to make sure there's good energy in here for me to have this recovery. I'm going to be in a neck brace for eight weeks, you know, not able to move, not able to do anything really, except watch TV. Can't even read because you'd be holding the book above your head almost, you know, your head's perfectly straight. So we hired her. She came to my house within 10 minutes. She looked at me and she goes, you're going to be doing this. And I remember my response to this day and I wrote about it in my book. And I just said, you know, TikTok lady, you're expensive. Just tell me what I need to do to get my bedroom done. I have no interest in doing this. None whatsoever. You know, let's just go. And 
sure enough, I talked to my husband who was like, great, another way for you to redo the bedroom yet again and spend money again. We've been married for 33 years at this point in time. But by then it was like 27 years. And as an interior designer, you can only imagine how many times I've redone the house. So he was like, great, just another reason. Like you couldn't come up with one on your own anymore. Now you brought somebody in, but he let me do it because he's amazing. And a month later, the change was so palpable in that room, even in our relationship. We were newly empty nesters. Our son was in college. And he's like, what room do you want to do next? Wow. And it was okay, just- so what, did she, what were the changes? Because there's, I'm sure there's newly empty nesters listening. So what well, kind of changes? So it's very personal. So when I do feng shui consultations, it's very personal. And it depends on what's going on in your life and in your room. There's some basic points that I can give to everybody, but mine was very geared to why is this furniture in this room? And that's a story that literally I wrote about it in my book, but it's like, it would take up the whole hour. We're buying another house. The tech bubble crashed. We didn't buy it. I'd already bought furniture for it. And it was furniture that wasn't quite to scale for the house that we were currently in, but it was super expensive. So we had to keep it. And I never liked it. And you could feel that when I walked in. So that was the first thing she said. She goes, this furniture does not feel like you. I'm walking around your house. This does not fit. And I'm like, I know. And I told her why. And I was, you know, and she goes, there's that energy, you know? And I had pictures all over our bedroom of our family, our son, our parents. And she's like, do you really want all these eyes watching you when you and your husband are intimate? I'm like, oh my God. You know, I never thought of that. And it's like now one of the number one things I say to my clients when I walk in their room and, you know, people have their kids on, you know, above their bed, there'll be photographs of all the kids and their family, like get them out of here. Only photos of you and your partner. And if you're single and want to call in a partner, you don't want photos of single subjects, like not one flower, you know, you want couple, you want balanced, you want two of things. That's good. Yeah, that's a great one. So other things that she suggested were, you know, I was trying to be all eclectic and she's like, no matching nightstands, matching lamps. And I'm like, well, but I don't want like the rooms to go look, you know, I don't want like the whole bed set. She was, it doesn't have to be that, but you want balance in your nightstands and in your lamps, because that means that you have a balanced partnership. You know, one isn't bigger or more important than the other. You don't want, if you're looking for a partner, you don't want your bed shoved up against a wall because that says there's only room for one person in that bed. You know, the other person would have to crawl over you to get to the corner. So that person doesn't feel as worthy in that space. So there were a lot of things, you know, she suggested that I now suggest with my clients. I post on my Instagram all the time. You know, I've got all sorts of bedroom feng shui tips that people can come and see for free. But the point was she left, we did it, it worked. And once it started working, my husband's like, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? We did the entire house. And then he looked at me and he goes, you know, you need to do this. I go, I know I need to do this. So about six months later, I reached out to her and I said, Hey, remember me, (laughs) you know, I'm one of like probably a hundred you've done since then. We didn't even know at the time she's world renowned. She has a book that's been translated into nine languages. I didn't know that when we hired her. And I love that, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that's what this was with Karen Rock Carter. She is just my, I owe her so much because I decided to do the course. I decided to get certified. And that was my gateway drug to all other spiritual modalities. That made me curious about meditation, about crystals. I decided to get certified in crystal healing. And 
I don't do it to touch people. I do it so that I am informed as to which crystals to best bring into their home and their space. Since I work, you know, with the home, I'm not working with a person touching them. Right. So but both men, my biophilic certification is the same thing. It's all for the house. It's biophilic certification. So I'm also a biophilic designer. Yes. I'm a certified biophilic designer. I don't even know what that is. Okay. So that was my latest and greatest. So, um, fast forward five years in December, I started getting antsy again. And I'm like, I know that there's something else I want to incorporate into my toolbox and I don't know what it is. And I'm being honest when I tell you, I don't know how I found it, which is kind of what happens with everything when I'm supposed to do it. It just kind of pops up and I start seeing it or hearing about it or something happens multiple times within like a 24 to 48 hour period that gets me to know that now it's time to pay attention. So I reached out to a teacher that I knew from somebody in common. Oh, I know what happened. Somebody on Instagram asked me if they could meet me. She was also an interior designer and she was a feng shui practitioner and she just wanted to have a chat. So we had a chat. We just had a chat, talked on the phone. And she I, said, I just have to say, and that's, that, that encapsulates so much of what I talk about. It, yes. like, it's about showing up. Yes. It's about yes. showing up. It's about saying yes. To, yeah. You have no idea what life has in store for you. Okay, keep going. I yeah. totally agree with you. And so she said she was studying biophilic design. And um, she's, and I'm like, what is that? I'm so curious. It's been popping up for me. So she's like, I'll send you some info. She sent me info. I found a teacher and I just decided to get certified. So it's, it's such a natural add to what I already do because with feng shui, you know, we want to bring in nature. We want to bring in natural elements. We are all about clean beauty, clean health, clean, you know, everything in your house being organic as possible. So biophilic design is the study, the practice now, whatever you want to call it, of learning how to bring nature more into your environment. So through biophilic design, we can bring it in with um, direct views of nature, which means actual plants, you know, like this is a direct view of nature. It's a plant. Indirect views of nature, the color green. And this is my husband's office. And by the way, we did this before I was certified. So it's kind of funny how instinctual this happened to be for me. You can bring it in through color. You can bring it in through the furnishings that you choose. You can bring it in through light. There's different light bulbs that have all sorts of different lumens to mimic the different times of the day. What we found when I was studying is that 64% of the world's office workers don't see natural daylight. It's amazing. And that is so sad. So you're uh, circadian rhythm is never correct. You know, if you go into work before the sun comes up and you leave at the end of the day, you know, you never are getting natural light. And that leads to a lot of health consequences and turnover and people not wanting to come into work, you know, so bringing in biophilic design into corporate or residential spaces just kind of improves all of that. It improves the air quality, the health quality, it is a great addition to get people to come back into the office. You know, since the pandemic, people kind of don't want to come back. And that's why, because they felt better being at home. You know, I'm doing a wellness room for a really big construction company here in Tampa because they had a nursing mother who said, you know, the room that you put me in to pump is like a cell block. It's and she's like, I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do it. Every room to pump is a cell block is a perfect way to put it. So we are changing all that. It is a room with no windows. So we're bringing in a large piece of artwork that is an outdoor scene. And since they're a construction company, I'm like, give me one of yours that focuses more on the nature around your building than your building, but your building can be in the background. 
you know, so they're working on that for me. I'm bringing in wallpaper that's biophilic with lots of bright colors and greens and whites and just something, you know, we're adding in natural furnishings. We're adding in plants to kind of help the air in there because again, there are no windows, so we cannot open a window. I'm bringing in an oil diffuser so that they can diffuse some relaxing oils because I know you need to be more relaxed to pump, you know, so while she's in there, she can diffuse a little lavender and just kind of make it so that her body can relax enough to do what she needs to do. And I think it'll be used for way more than that. You know, the person who hired me to do it, she's like, oh, there's going to be way more than just this one mom in there. Everyone's going to want to go in there for like a little break, you know, and we have it so set up with a little desk. So if you needed to just go in and work, you can do that too. So it's, it's creating that nature inside so that we can all be at an optimal performance. So that's biophilic, but that was, that's a newer version. You're a certified crystal healer. So how do you get certified? I mean, what does that mean? Because I love crystals. I feel, I, I always feel like if I hold even just a rock when I'm on a hike, mm-hmm. I, they feel right in my hand. Even when I, my kids were little, I just feel like which one feels right in their hand. Right. That's how I always taught them to, I, I, I say that now and well, it's their no, age. No, it's true. Okay. You're no, right. No, I know, but their age, I can see them rolling their eyes and they don't listen to the podcast. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but you yeah. know what you taught them and at some point they will come back I'm our son fine. is 28 that's true yes okay, no I, I promise you it's true <laughs> our son is 28 when he was in high school was kind of when I started making some changes to our diet and we were doing a lot of the green smoothies and a lot of you know just we started making better choices as a family and he'd walk his friends through the kitchen he goes those are my parents. They don't eat solid food. They only eat smoothies, you know, with the big roll of the eyes and the whole thing. Now, when he and his fiance come to stay with us, you know, I'm like, what do you want me to have for you while you're here? Everything to make smoothies in the morning, you know? So it does sink in and eventually they will uh, come back to it if it resonates with them. And I'm finding so much of the stuff that he rolled his eyes at as a teenager and all through college, he is totally into now. Okay, good. That's for so. sure. <laughs> they come, they come back around. They really, really do. Even all this, you know, all my spiritual gifts, it's, it's a lot for him. And I get it. It's a lot for anyone to go through. Cause I was one person until the age of 50 and I'll be 56 in yeah, September. I'm matter. a completely different person. Forget it. I was like this their whole life. It <laughs> and that's even better. See, I was not, it's an adjustment for everyone right. when you go through a journey like this. Yeah. And I love the fact you're ne- when you started off by saying you're never too old, because it, it's so true. That's that's my tagline. You're never too old to fulfill your purpose and right. and do what brings you joy. Right. Yeah. So right. how do, somebody listening and they're, and they're like, but I know I'm not doing what it is that I'm meant to do or called to do. And that's great for you, Alejandro. <laughs> Good for you. How do I know what it is that I should be doing? Is there maybe a part of their house that's holding them back or what would you tell them? So first I would tell them that they need to work on themselves. So in my situation, as I was saying earlier, before we got in the whole biophilic tangent, which will happen, I started getting interested in other modalities. So the first thing that I started diving into was meditation. I'd never done that before. So when I started diving into meditation, I asked the question, what is my purpose? Because my son had graduated from college. I wasn't truly happy in what I was doing design wise. You know, I knew that there was something missing and an actual voice. I'm very clear audience. One of my, my biggest gifts is clear audience. So of actual voice in my right ear said, you're going to be writing a book. 
And again, just like I said to the feng shui practitioner, Karen, I said, yeah, no, no, thanks. I have no interest in that. What else you got? You know, and the meditation ended and I did this for a week and it was the same answer every single day. And I'm like, all right, so let's have a chat about this. And it was Archangel Michael actually that came to me. And I just know that I don't have a way to tell you that I know it was that I just know that. So I'm like, all right, so you're asking me to write a book. What in the world is this book going to be about? Who cares what a middle-aged white privileged woman has to say? You know, it's like, who cares? Nothing spectacular, you know? And they're like, just start writing down what's happening to you. Just start writing it all down. And I did. And one, as I started doing the work, more things happened. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. No one's going to believe this. And the title of my book is literally, I just can't make this shit up because there was no other title for it. Because the stuff that started happening as I opened myself up to truly meditating and truly asking what it is that I needed. And at this point now I had a house that supported me, right? I had cleared out anything that no longer served us. I'd gotten rid of the bedroom that did not bring me joy. You know, I'd done the work throughout my house. So I had a house that supported me. I was doing the work to try and find what I was supposed to do with myself. And that's how all of this started coming into place. And that's when one night I got told to go to Sedona and I'm like, what is Sedona? Where is Sedona? And, you know, I honestly didn't know. And then the next day I'm shopping and this woman that I have not seen in literally 10 years walked up to me. She's like, hi, oh my God, I just got back from Sedona. Have you ever been? And I'm like, okay, what? And within 24 hours, a third thing happened. And I'm like, all right, I guess I need to pay attention to this. Let's look at Sedona. We're visiting my son in Chicago. I'm like, what do you guys think of a second home in Sedona? He's like, is there golf there? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's in Sedona. I just know it's somewhere in Arizona. We left on a Sunday. He sent us a Zillow listing on a Thursday. Our, our son did. Friday, we had a real estate agent. Saturday morning, my husband and I got up and had coffee. And we're like, you know, we should probably go see this place. We're already looking at buying a house there. Like, this is ridiculous. Flew there the following Thursday, shopped for homes Friday and Saturday, did not find anything. So I was like, cool. Maybe I heard that wrong. Maybe I'm not. Maybe it was just to get me here. And that's the thing. The path may not be a straight path, right? It can be a very windy road to get to your end goal. And you don't need to know what's at the end point. You just need to know what your next step is. And that's what I've learned to ask for. It's like, I don't need to know. Just tell me what I need to do next so that I'm not overwhelmed. It doesn't feel so big, you know? And uh, we got up and meditated on Bell Rock. And I said, okay, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful for being here. And I was crying on that rock just as the sun was rising. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be back. Maybe it was just meant to come and see it. And it got me here. And thank you for bringing us here. And as I, we got off the rock, my husband said, the realtor just called. There's a couple more houses. Let's go see them. We went, I walked in and I go, I hope you have your checkbook. This is it. We put in an offer the next day on Monday. We owned it on Tuesday. 10 days. So that's how things happen when you truly ask. But then what I've also learned from many healers that I've worked with throughout this journey is that when you ask and you get an answer, you need to pay attention. You cannot laugh. You cannot, you know, dismiss. So now when I get told to do something, I'm just like, okay, just tell me what you want and tell me how to do it. Like, you know, help me out channel through here. I so, love that. But yeah. Tell me how to do it. Because tell me how to do thing. it. And I yeah. also add in, 
you can be blatant. <laughs> if I'm not getting it, you can be blatant. Um, you have to and be. Then I like start ducking, like like what? Like I'm gonna get struck by lightning or something bad, but I can't help it because when I say you can be blatant, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, never bad, but I always feel like, uh. <laughs> I fought the book so much that it took so long. And then it finally got written in Sedona. So I know, I know that's why I was taken there full time during the pandemic, because my friends were not there. There's not much you could do except hike, which of course is amazing for then coming back to write. But there was it. That was it. That's what we were doing. You know, so as soon as the book got finished, then I got told to leave. I'm like, OK, then when we moved back here, I got told to create a feng shui card deck. And this time I'm like, OK, fine. Just tell me what you want. Three weeks later, it was done because I stopped fighting. And I just feel that's such an important thing. If you truly are searching for your life's purpose and you ask and you get given the information, then you have to take, you know, action. You have to take a, accountable action. You have to add your part to it too. You know, you can't just wish for a million dollars and expect it to show up. You've got to go out and do something that helps it come in. Oh, right? yeah. Well, if you listen, you know, I say God doesn't yes. park cars. You can't right. sit in the corner wishing for something. You got to get up and do something. It, Absolutely. Is, Absolutely. This is action. You have to take action. So I took a lot of aligned action. You know, yeah, absolutely. So somebody's <laughs> feeling blocked. Is there something, a certain place in the house that they should look at? Yes, yes, and yes. So the way that I work, the feng shui that I practice is BTB feng shui, which is a more westernized version of feng shui. And I use the term very loosely. Most of us, you know, traditional feng shui is water can only go in the front of your house. Well, a lot of us in the Western world are not going to put our swimming pools in the front you know, yard. So for, for Professor Lin, who brought traditional feng shui over from China and he was a master, he kind of created a more modernized version that worked with American and Western homes, you know? So that's what I practice. So I always like to be very specific because there's multiple schools of feng shui and people get very confused. And I get a lot of questions on that. It's like, well, this says this, and this says this. And like, what school are you getting this information from? So mine is BTB. So everything I'm giving you today is from the BTB School of Feng Shui. We work with the Bagua map. Can you see that? Yes. So the Bagua map divides our home into nine and, energetic centers. And for anybody um, who's listening, there'll be a link to this map. Um, Actually, yeah. And to my website, since you're, post, since you're going to have a link to my website, you can have a free Bagua map. If you just go to my website and click on free Bagua map, you can download it. So that's always my gift to everyone. So that'll be there too. This is actually part of the card deck. So I just pulled it out because I figured we'd probably end up talking about it. I just kind of figured. So that comes with the whole card deck. This center area is the career area. And that usually will align with the front door of your home. And then from then you would work around your entire house and look at the different areas of your life. So there's career, there's skills and knowledge. There is family there is wealth, there is fame and reputation. And this can mean, if you want to be famous, great, but this can also just mean how others see you in business and at work and whatever it is that you do. This is love and relationships. It's intimate relationships, but it's also all your relationships, children and creativity. This is great for birthing something. So like for me, I was done birthing children a long time ago, but the birth of my book, I really worked on highlighting this area and amping up the chi in this area to give birth to the book. So any projects, you know, that you have, this is a great area. And of course, if you're trying to get pregnant or you want more children, this is a great area to look for too. Uh, helpful people in travel. 
if you want to call in helpful people to help you. You know, I have a lot of people that always come in and they're like, I just need more money. And I'm like, okay, great. So we'll look at your wealth area. But in order to bring in more money, what else do you need? You need people, you need clients, you know? So everything works together. It never, it's never separated. And then the very center is health, which touches all the other ones, of course, because as we all know, if you don't have health, what does it matter? You know, if you don't walk in the front door, where are you walk? Where do you career? So when people tell me that they feel stuck, that's why I'm saying it can apply to any of these. You could be stuck in love. You can be stuck feeling that you're doing everything by yourself. We would look at helpful people. Is there one that you'd like to focus on for your audience? So feeling uh, stuck in what no, area works for you? I, I have no idea. So if you're walking in the front door, where are you walking in? Career, the, your okay, career. So, so your front door area, does that need to be clear? Does that is like, yes. Okay. So yeah, let's just do that. Then let's just talk about feeling stuck in your job, in your career. You feel like you can't get ahead. You know, or if you're that having you're not any, doing, or that you're not doing, not doing what your life's purpose is. Yeah, you're not exactly. doing what you really feel like you're meant to be doing. Then that would be the area that I would look at. Secondary, then I'd go to fame and reputation too. But I would certainly start with career, which is your front door. And what I like to tell people when we're talking about feng shui in the front door is it is the mouth of chi. It is the mouth to your home, just the way our mouth, you know, nourishes our body, and we can't really do much if our mouth is sewn shut right? We're not going to get a lot of vital nutrients if we cannot bring them in. I mean, not talking, you know, stomach pump or anything crazy like that, but normally if our mouth are closed shut, we cannot take in nutrients. If your front door is never opened, never used. So many of us use just our garage. So think about that. So I always tell my clients, no matter what, just go open your front door. Even if it's just once a day, even if it's just for a, a few seconds, but when you open it, you're saying intentionally, I am inviting fresh energy in, you know, the windows are our eyes for the home. So if you are having, and it can go back to career too, if you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like I can't get clear on what I'm supposed to be doing, have your windows cleaned. They will bring in clear vision. So, and then the other things I always say about the front door uh, that are musts, absolute musts, it needs to be in good working order. It should not be peeling or, you know, having the paint peeling off or the stain, you know, when people tell me they're stuck, I will go directly to the front door and try and open it. And there's a really high probability that the hardware sticks or that it's being blocked by obstacles behind the front door. Like you stack stuff up. So nothing should be behind your front door. You should be able to open it all the way and just have that energy come in. When people tell me they're burnt out, I will look at the lights on either side of their front door, their entryway lights. A lot of times they'll be burned out. Sometimes it's super literal. Sometimes, you know, it's not, and it's, it takes a minute to figure things out, especially with each person. But feng shui can also be pretty literal. Fresh doormat. I always want a fresh doormat, fresh flowers. I do not recommend doormats with your uh, initials or your name on them because people are energetically stepping on your name each time they come in and out of your home. And that was a big one for a lot of clients, you know, because people love those really beautiful, expensive uh, monogram doormats. And I'm like, no, sorry. They can say hello or welcome. That's perfectly fine. Happy spring, but just not your name because you don't want your name energetically stepped on. I always love fresh flowers or fresh plants. Anything that's dying, get rid of it. 
because that does not bring in positive chi, you know? So those are the big ones for your front door and you can do all the work inside. And if your front door isn't in good shape, you're not inviting that in. The other thing that's super important to me too, is that you need to have your front door be seen from the road. You want it to, because it needs to attract the energy in. If you can't see your front door, you know, it's going to be a little bit more challenging for chi and energy to find its way into your home. Those are great. I love those. Right? They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love this. I, could, I, I And I'm not somebody that, well, I mean, I wasn't into all of this until I was looking at your website and listening to this. I'm like, oh, I am. I am into it. I love this. But I also love feeling comfortable at home. So right. who does it, right? It's right. We live. And we spend so much of our life there. Yeah. You know, if home is not your, your safe place, your happy place, a place that fills you up, you know, you're never going to feel good because I mean, think about your bed. You spend a third of your life in your bed. Most of us. Right. I mean, and then your home is ground zero. I mean, you need that to be supportive all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's the hardest challenge you've ever gone through and how'd you get through it? Oh, I think I would say my spiritual journey. And I will say that because I lost a lot of friends and I, and I do want people to know that too, that that will happen, you know, as you get stronger and you grow in your own power and you grow in your own beliefs and you are willing to stand up for what you believe in. Sometimes people will drop off. And I think I was surprised by that. I think I thought everybody was just going to be like, oh, yay, good for you. You know, this is awesome. And they would be on board. And I was training for my feng shui certification. And I asked several of my friends, you know, can I come practice on you? Only one said yes. And these are friends that I've had for over 30 years. You know, the rest are like, I don't believe in feng shui. You know, oh, no, 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 no. You know, and even though I would say, you know, I start off most consultations with this. Feng shui is not witchcraft. It is not a belief system. Feng shui doesn't care if you believe in it or not. The energy's there. You might as well work with it instead of against it, right? I mean, it just doesn't care. It's there. It is not a religion. It is not anti-religion. It is none of those things. It is just a way to work with the energy and your belongings to more positively enhance your life. But it was not getting through to them. And then they were like, oh, and now you're into meditation. Now you're going off to Sedona and now you're into crystals. And, you know, a big part of my journey was quite lonely. Even my husband, I mean, bless his heart. I love him dearly. I went to a um, past life regression, my very first one. So I was already nervous, you know, and I went to go do it. And sure enough, I knew, I kind of already knew what lifetime was going to come up because this is actually a reminder of a previous lifetime where I was hung because I'd spoken up. I was, I've always been light. Thank goodness. I've never been dark energy, but I'm very, very, very old. I have lived many lifetimes. I have been pharaohs. I have been in chains. I have been goddesses. I have been sorceresses. I've been all these things, which is really cool. And in this particular lifetime, I was in like a medieval England. I could feel it. I could see it. And I was dragged away by soldiers to be hung because I was speaking out against the king and, you know, whatever they were trying to do to the women and, and the children at that time. And this is, this is a reminder of that. So I had a very visceral session with her and I came out of there a changed person, truthfully, because if you think about it, I mean, my voice, 
was gone. You know, I mean, they put a block here and my mom took away my door when I was 15 because we'd gotten into some argument and I slammed the door in her face. And next day I came home from school and my, my door was gone and I never got it back. When a door is missing from your home, if you specifically take a door off, that removes the voice of the occupant in that room. So from many years, you know, of not having a voice to regaining my voice, physically removing that. So I came home and I told my husband, do you want to hear about this? He goes, yes, yes, yes. He poured himself a beer. He got me a glass of wine. I started telling him all this. And I'm like, you know, she said, I needed to use my voice. I need to write. I need to speak. I need to do all these things to help other people. That's what I'm here to do. And he goes, okay, but you're not going to tell anybody this, right? Because you're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> So, you know, even the most well-meaning in our family, it's, it's a little out there for people. And I think as you're going through these journeys, you have to understand that and you have to give them grace too, that it's going to take them a minute to come around. <laughs> like I literally just got told to use my voice and you told me to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. So everyone pretty much has come around and those that haven't, like my biological family, it's okay. I had to let them go and I wish them all the love in the world. And I wish them, you know, peace on their journey, but our journey's no longer aligned. And I wrote about all that in my book too. I was adopted as an infant. And when I was 40, my biological mother's family found me. When I was 50, my biological father's family found me. I was not looking for anyone. Wow. Yeah. So all these people have come into my life and they've all been just incredible teachers for me. And so to clarify, I no longer speak to anyone in my biological mother's side. My biological father's side, I have a half brother who has been so supportive and came down from my book launch and, you know, is just a lovely soul. He really is. But on the other side of things, I was called of the devil for sharing these things with them. And I tried a couple of times to come back and I write all about it. And, you know, in the end, it just was not meant to be. And they were there for a period of time. They were there to show me a lot of things. They're wonderful teachers. and that's a big part of the journey too, right? You have to learn when to let go and when to know. And, you know, people would be like, oh, but their family. I'm like, and it doesn't matter to me anymore. I don't differentiate and I don't feel an obligation to anyone or anything that I no longer feel is aligned with what I am here to do and how I'm here to do it. You know, and that includes family. That's for me, you know, not everybody feels the same way, but that has been one of my biggest lessons to set boundaries, to say no, to say, you know, if you're going to treat me that way, it's not okay. And, you know, I'm not going to keep coming back for it. I'm just going to say, I wish you well. Goodbye. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you have to, you just have to. <laughs> Plus they came looking for you. So they did, which is why it was so surprising as to how they reacted when all of this went down. Yeah. So, but it's okay. You know, everyone's path is different. Everyone's journey is different. Absolutely. I feel millions are waking up during this time. This is a time when there is a massive spiritual awakening, but it doesn't mean everybody will. Right. So in the same way. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Their journey's different. And I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful she didn't have an abortion. She had me in the 1960s. I could not be here at all. So I'm always grateful for the fact that she brought me into this world and for the fact that she knew that she would not be able to give me a life that she felt I should have. So she was strong enough to give me up for adoption to people who would, you know? So, I, you know, th there's always a positive and a negative to it too. I never, you know, there, nobody's a villain and that's, you know, I'm very 
careful about explaining that in my story too. Like my intent is never to make anyone a villain and anyone a hero. There aren't any, it's just everyone's journeys, how they interact, how they come together, how they go apart, how some came back together, how some never will, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So well said. Do you have a message I hope you want to give? I think I would circle back to the beginning. It's never too late. If you truly, truly feel like you have a life's purpose to fulfill and you don't know what that is, no matter where you are in your life, you know, sit down and ask, just ask, and then be ready to listen and be ready to take aligned action with what you are asked to do. Yeah, it's so true. I love that. Is there anything else that I should have asked you that I didn't get a chance or we're going to be done? You're like, Lauren should have asked me this. No, I feel like we kind of talked about everything that we probably should have covered. I feel good about it. I feel good. I think, I think we did too. This was great. I I just loved meeting you and uh, this is great. And of course we will have all the show notes and all the links and everything so that you can reach out to Alejandra. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you so much for having me. I loved our time together. Yeah, me too. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Alejandra's messages of intention, positive energy, and gratitude. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode where you get to find out how to get rid of those negative patterns that you might not even be aware of, as well as a lot of really cool ways to feel better holistically. You'll get to unleash your most empowered self and learn really cool ways to heal from Dr. Kendra Campbell. It's a great episode. That's next week. Also, be sure to sign up for free Confidence and Clarity Boost sessions. If you're struggling, this could be for you. If you feel like life's passing you by and you're jealous of what other people are doing, you wish you were doing that, these Confidence and Clarity Boost sessions are just 15 or 20 minutes. They help you align with your path. If your inner critic's going nonstop, you're feeling burnt out and jealous of others, just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and sign up there. Also, remember this episode is being brought to you by Magic Mind. Magic Mind's the world's first productivity drink. And like I said earlier, I've been drinking it every morning. It comes in these really easy little bottles. You don't have to mix anything. They just send it to you. It's super easy. And I'm focused all day, productive. I feel way more creative. I love that I'm super focused. And it's all natural ingredients with nootropics, matcha, optogens. I don't want to mispronounce these ingredients, but it's all natural. You're not all amped up or anything. It's just, I can't even tell I drank it. As far as physically, I'm not like shaky or anything like that from like I feel from a bunch of caffeine. But Magic Mind sponsoring the podcast. And you can just go to magicmind.co.com, magicmind.co backslash Hope Lauren for 50% off a subscription if you go in the next 10 days with the code Hope Lauren. Magicmind.co backslash Hope Lauren. And it's just, it's so easy. You just, they send you the bottles and these little tiny bottles and you drink it and you're so much more focused, which that's my favorite. I have energy, I'm focused and more creative. I just love it. That's why it's the first thing time I'm letting anything sponsor the podcast. So anyway, if you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.